Locked on NFL on a Wednesday, and we got bold predictions coming up for you, James and Tony, and we'll do it in just a second here on Locked on NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Locked On NFL on a Wednesday. I am Tony Wiggins, riding along with my homie James Rapine, and we are going to bring you Locked On NFL as we usually do. We're at your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder we're free to subscribe to on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Make sure you go tap in, hit that bell so you receive notifications whenever we drop an episode and then wherever you get your audio podcast. Make sure you just listen up every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode. Today's show is sponsored by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. James, what's up, man? What's going on, Tone? What's uh, Ready or not, week one is here. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear some of your bold predictions. I have a few of my own and uh whoo it is football season and it is uh it is perfect i'm so glad it's back i'm glad it's back too man uh and you know it's, it's trying to peel through all of the processes about the preseason and and trying to figure out how much any of the things that we saw meant they all lead to a, a bunch of uh bold things that we need to say and bold predictions that we have to make but we're going to try to make some sense out of that whole thing. We're going to try to sit here and, and give us some bold predictions. In fact, I'm going to give one just to start. I know uh, many times we take sides of a situation and we think that it's either black or white, not necessarily talking about us, even though we're Ebony and Ivory on here. But what I mean is in today's society, sometimes it has to be you have to take a hard approach to something in order for it to be true or false. I happen to think that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers will both look smart for their separation Mm -hmm. by the end of this season. I think the Packers will look good for moving on and finding out exactly what they have enjoyed love. And I think Aaron Rodgers will be rejuvenated and it will cause all of us to reexamine, to reexamine these breakups as who's right or who's wrong, as opposed to, well, maybe it's just good for both sides. I honestly believe that he's going to do well in New York, and I think the Packers are going to do well in Green Bay. I get it. I do, because I, I think there's a path to that. And, and here's here's the part of it. There's certainly a scenario where that relationship had gotten toxic enough to where Aaron Rodgers' greatness was overshadowed, and he still can play, and he feels rejuvenated. By the way, I think he looks a little leaner little more in shape, a little more cut, a little more, uh, a little healthier. Maybe that dark room helped him, whatever the case may be. Aaron Rodgers looks, looks the part certainly on hard knocks and you flip it and you look at this green Bay Packers team and their identity now can be defense, getting after the quarterback, running the football and big plays. And obviously it comes down to Jordan love, but could I see a scenario where the Green Bay Packers win the NFC North? 
absolutely I could see that scenario. Do the Vikings scare anyone right now after they've won they won a ton of one score games? I don't think anyone really is buying into that aspect of it. I, you know, I, I think that that's going to come back down. The regression is going to happen for the Vikings. Detroit, I know they're the, the hottest thing out there right now. But we need to see it from Detroit in Jared Goff. So to me, and I'm not trying to leave the Bears out, but I, I think the Bears are clearly, to me, the fourth best team in that division. So could I see it? I absolutely could see it. I, I agree it's bold, but I see a path where both teams are in the playoffs. Both teams are pushing for maybe even division championships, but certainly in the postseason. You know, this kind of reminds me of to a lesser degree, but I will still bring it up because it does involve a, a generational player. Kind of reminds me of when Kobe said that they weren't going to fulfill their potential of the late, great Kobe Bryant. Shaq needed to lose weight. Shaq mm-hmm. left angrily, went to Miami, lost about 35 pounds, won the championship by acquiescing to Dwayne Wade as the number one option, which he would have never, which he was never going to do because he was always Kobe's big brother. And Kobe was a better player than Wade, but he went to Miami and did exactly what Kobe said he should have done. Make him the first option, which is what he did with Wade, and lose 30 pounds and become a complimentary player. <laughs> Sometimes you can be right, and it looks like you're wrong. And when Shaq went and won that title, it took a couple of years before Kobe got his. So everyone was saying, see, we could have substituted any two guard for you, and you could have won. No, you couldn't have. And But I think this is going to play out a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait for the results to happen. I think in this situation – you're going to look up and somebody's going to give that front office for Green Bay that everyone gave grief by not, quote unquote, building a great team. By the way, they didn't, quote unquote, build a great offense around Aaron Rodgers. But Christian Watson and the running back Aaron Jones are both going in the first or second round uh, in all of the fantasy drafts. Luke Musgrave was a, a, a second round pick. Don't be sitting there telling me that that they weren't trying to build the right people around Aaron Rodgers when they have one of the best young receivers in the NFL and Christian Watson. And the Romeo Dobbs kid, we'll see if he plays this week. I know he's questionable, but he impressed. I mean, I, I watched him during the Bengals right. and Packers joint practice. It's like, oh, 18 can play. That's not Randall Cobb. That 18 can play. I, and so I, I definitely see that path. The other thing here, and I'm going to get to Jonathan Taylor in a little bit, spoiler with one of my bold predictions. Mm. How about the Packers being in on Jonathan Taylor at the cutdown deadline? That's what they were the dark horse team for Taylor. Every, everyone knew about the Miami Dolphins. But why would you get in on Jonathan Taylor if you didn't think you could win right now? And obviously he would command a contract and all of those things, but clearly, clearly they they think they can win now. And that's just an interesting little morsel, assuming it's true. And the reporters that reported it are are reputable and have a reputation that uh, certainly is is a positive one. And, and it wasn't just one reporter either. I mean, you look up at Green Bay, you look at nationally and the Packers were in. So to me, if you're in on Jonathan Taylor, you went throughout camp and you said, man, this team could be pretty good. Now I did get an up close and personal look at them. Like I said, the defense to me can be the strength of this team. Mm-hmm. I think they could lean on the running game in big plays. And that could be Christian Watson after the catch, Jordan Love maybe going off script some 
I'm not saying they're going to average 30 points per game, but they might not need to. And I do think the toxicity part of this, it, 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 it does matter. And a team could get a boost from that. And I think the reason, by the way, we spend so much time on the Packers here, we've talked about the Jets on our Wednesday shows before. Both of us are pretty bullish on them. Talent-wise, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I think that they they could go far too. So yeah, I, I just I figured it would be worth it to spend a little more time on the Packers because they haven't gotten much love, I don't think, this yeah. offseason. But they should they, they should be should be better. They haven't. Shout out to Peter Bukowski too, who uh, is not shy about letting people around the NFC North know how he feels about those Packers. But I, I will tell you this. In terms of getting involved with uh, Jonathan Taylor, played at Wisconsin right up the road, watched him. I know NFL teams don't make decisions like that based on the geography of the college that the players went to. But it's a plus-plus situation because he's 24, and what you you probably get, you get just as much as explosiveness with Aaron Jones plus power. And if you're going to lean on a running game, then you'd have him and Corey Dillon. I would assume that they were going to trade Aaron Jones. Is what they were going to do because of the salary. It wouldn't be AJ Dillon, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, AJ. Who did I say? Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. Uh, see, I got Bengals on my mind because I'm sitting there thinking about you, right? And we ain't gonna edit that out. We're gonna leave that in because I have a habit of doing that kind of stuff. But and I just want y'all to laugh at it. But but still, I do believe that uh, it would have required them to to move Aaron Jones and, and his number and uh, bring in a more powerful back. What it would have gave him was Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon in one player, and then they still have would have had A.J. Dillon to back up that guy. They would have been a handful, too, because they got one of the deepest offensive line groups in the league. They would have been a real handful if they would have got that. That's why I think this they're still going to be a handful. All right, so we're going to go through more bold predictions, talk more about uh, some of that, as well as look and see if um, – the young quarterback Richardson is going to do anything in Indy. We'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked On NFL. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. No matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price you'll love. From their legendary high-quality razors to skin products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. That's why check out my guy, Tony Wiggins right now. You can see he exfoliates. He looks half his age. You can too with Harry's. And today you can get the starter set. It's a $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. That's it. Harrys.com slash NFL. Easy to remember to get started today. You get a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, a travel cover, which I need during football season. You travel a lot. Harry's is perfect. They have the highest customer satisfaction in the, save, in the shaving industry. Get your best shave ever with Harry's razors and skincare products by going to harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set today. All right, breaking it down here on Locked on NFL on a Wednesday. It is James Rapine. It is Tony Wiggins. And we are making bold predictions because this is the week that leads up to the opening Sunday. And James, I know you have one or two of those bold predictions to lay on us. Well, let's go from the NFC to the AFC. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned Jonathan Taylor, and we'll get to him in just a second. But Anthony Richardson mm. is a guy that I can't get enough of in fantasy drafts. And I think he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think he is going to take the NFL by storm, similar to what we saw from Cam Newton. That does not mean 
that he's a great quarterback yet because I don't think he is. But what I do think he is is a freak athlete that's going to put up big numbers on a team that is not ready to win in a bad division. And so to me, you could look up and Anthony Richardson has 350 yards passing and 100 yards rushing and the Colts lose 27-22. And, and that could be a, a, a weekly occurrence where he's putting up numbers and showing his potential and he doesn't necessarily know how to play yet. I'll give you an example. Ellie De La Cruz in baseball. Uh, he's here in Cincinnati. And, and they promoted him earlier this year. And he just took baseball by storm. He was so much fun. And he can play the infield. Heck, I think he could play any position, really, except pitcher and catcher. And he's just this versatile piece. And you watch him at the plate. And you realize he's just going off of instincts. And it's just going to take some time which is what happens with young guys, and I'm not knocking him. I think we'll see that with Richardson, but his natural gifts and the way Shane Steichen is going to be able to use him, coming from a guy like Jalen Hurts to a freakazoid like Anthony Richardson, I think he puts up huge numbers in his first year, wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, and suddenly this coming offseason, we're looking at the Colts, and it's like, all right, well, they at least fixed quarterback in the post-Andrew Luck era. So – where else can they address? What other positions can they address? And and so I'm not predicting that they'll go nine wins or anything like that, but I do think they'll be competitive. And I think Anthony Richardson is going to have opposing defensive coordinators on their heels. I partially agree with you. And I, I do think that he's going to have them on their heels. I do think that he's going to have uh, some crazy fantasy football numbers. I don't think that it'll be – thought of in the same breath as Cam Newton. I think it'll be thought of more in the same breath of Fields, the quarterback of the Chicago. And what wow. I mean, and that's what a I big mean, difference. It, it is, but and that's not saying that I'm giving up on young Mr. Fields up up in Chicago. I, I just I just do think that they're viewed differently. I think what Lamar Jackson did was viewed the way Cam, with what Cam Newton is like oh my God, this is something new. This is taking the league by storm. Michael Vick was viewed that same way. You don't see all of that positivity when, when they're talking about Justin Fields. And I think it's going to be similar. For, Do you think he's as good though? I don't think Fields is as good as those guys. But I think the numbers that he put up rushing, especially now that we incorporate fantasy football in our, in our thought process, the numbers that he put up, no, I don't think he's as good as those guys. And I don't think uh, Anthony Richardson is either. I don't think he throws... Mm -hmm the ball I think he has a beautiful throwing motion I think the ball comes out like a rocket I just still think that there's some disconnect and it's probably because of lack of experience this has nothing to do with IQ or he should be moving he should be a different position it just has something to do with he has not played a whole bunch and now he's going to play a whole bunch of football uh, at a level where guys have played a whole bunch and they also make you pay if you haven't paid a whole bunch because you're not just playing against those NFL guys, those guys with mortgages over there that are 28, 29 years old. You're also playing against 50 and 60 year olds that are sitting up there saying, let's see what this kid can do. And the NFL is the league. If there's something you can't do, they will find it and they will make you do exactly what you don't want to do. See, the thing that you can't do is usually something you hate doing because, you know, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Hello. They're going to make you do it every single time. If you have a problem with that outpass, guess what they're going to leave open every single time? That little outpass on the other side of that. 
They're going to make you throw it. In the NFL, it's always one throw that you can make if everybody does what they're supposed to do. But usually it's the most difficult one, and that's exactly what these old guys are real good at in the NFL. And it's almost going to be like them matching wits with him. So the coach may have to do some things like put them in bunch formations and be very proactive and be a little bit off script when it comes to doing the normal things and going through the normal pro pro progressions until he gets used to it. And once he gets used to it, then they can go back to it and revisit it. But early on, I expect him to struggle because I saw it firsthand here in North Florida. I get it. I do. And, and I certainly understand the the logic here. But I'm, I'm just looking at Cam Newton's 2011 season. And obviously he was the number one pick. Mm -hmm. Richardson fourth overall cam threw for 422 yards in his debut was sacked four times, two touchdowns, one interception ran for 18 yards and another touchdown. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I, I looked at his, his numbers overall, just over 4,000 yards passing around 700 yards rushing, but the Panthers finished six and 10 started Oh, and two got the two and five, two and six. Like they really never, they won two out of their last three, but they finished six and 10. They were never really in the playoff mix. And that's what I mean here. Like, I, I think Richardson is above fields, ahead of fields. Mm. I think he's physically, those physical traits are going to matter. I agree with you. He's not perfect. And I think back to Cam Newton's 2011 season, he rolled in here into Cincinnati for a preseason game. And it was Andy Dalton and A.J. Green. And it, so a lot of rookies that mattered. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to this game. The number one pick, the fourth pick. The 35th pick, Dalton was the 35th pick. I want to see these guys play. So I go to the game, and I left that game thinking, oh, my God, Cam Newton cannot play in the NFL. Mm. He cannot complete a pass, like a, a, a quick screen, any of those easy NFL throws. He just can't do those. And I think that's where Richardson, I get the concern. I think he hits those. And here's another bold prediction coming. Not only do I expect Anthony Richardson to have a Cam Newton-like rookie season, but I think he's going to be so darn good that Jonathan Taylor is going to show up and start playing for the Colts by midseason when he's healthy, because he's going to be like, Oh, I want to play with this guy. And he's going to be one of those guys that is just so gifted. I don't know how he is as a leader, even though he was named a captain. I, I don't know that about him, but what I do think is going to happen is he's going to be so gifted that players around the league say, Oh, I, I want to play with that dude because he's special. So We'll see, but I think Richardson impresses and Jonathan Taylor comes back and plays for the Colts again this season, partially because Richardson is that darn good. Sounds like a winner, man. Sounds like we we have something that we uh, need to monitor for the rest oh. of the season. More on Locked On NFL on the Wednesday as we get to our third final segment, and then we'll take all of this stuff up and wrap it up in one nice little package. Make sure your next watch is Locked On Sports Today, hosted by the aforementioned Peter Bukowski. He will break it down to you like you can't get it anywhere else. Make sure you tap into the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's free to subscribe to on the YouTube page as well as make sure you just check every single day on your audio podcast platforms to make sure you don't miss an episode more with Tony and James here on Locked On NFL in just a second. All right, man, talking about the game time app. I have to let you know if you're a person like me and sometimes you buy tickets at the very last minute, there's no place you want to go other than game time. Now it's gametime.co or to make it easy on yourself, just go to the game time app 
in your Play Store because game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have flash deals and last minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and you get images of your seat view so you don't have surprises once you get to the venue. Lowest price guarantee, even event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. The Game Time app guarantees means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, as I said, create an account and use the code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Tony, let's keep things rolling here. Segment three and more bold predictions. I know you have a bold prediction since we're in the AFC South. Let's stay there. You mentioned your Jaguars to me. I don't know exactly what you're going to say about the Jags, but I'm sure it's going to be interesting. I say this with all objectivity and subjectivity, whichever one, whichever activity I'm supposed to be having, that's the one I have right now. I don't allow fandom to get in the way of uh, things that I'm going to say. That being said, I am prepared to tell, I am prepared to stand here and have y'all call me a homer because I anticipate that the Jacksonville Jaguars will play in the game that decides who the Super Bowl representative for the AFC will be. I'm not telling you who they're going to play. I'm not telling you that they're going to win. And I'm also not saying that they're going to lose. But here's something I believe. I believe all the things that we think about a football team and believe that we can know about a football team short of injuries to a quarterback and things that we can't control. I believe the Jaguars check off all the boxes. They cross all the T's and dot all the I's for a team that can make a run to the AFC championship. Why am I stopping there? Because I firmly believe that all of the things I just mentioned can lead you to that point. But what actually gets you to the next point is supernatural stuff, stuff that the players have to have with just demonstrated performance. So while we will at some point make Super Bowl predictions, my logical way of thinking tells me that I can only predict so far if I'm really being honest, and that is the AFC championship game. After that, we see what happens in those games, like a Joseph Asai pushing Patrick Mahomes when he's four yards out of bounds. You don't know what's going to happen or what's going to occur. Or like the Kansas City Chiefs going thirteen, going the whole field in 13 seconds and then kicking a walk off. You just don't know. So those magical things have to take place, and I'll leave room for that magic to happen. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be in the AFC Championship game. Wow. Are they hosting it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say they are hosting it. And, and the logical reason for that is because I think they'll win more games inside of their division. And while I think other teams have tough games outside of the division, like a lot of the teams that we play, we're one of their tough games. I think inside of the division, the North and the East are going to beat each other senseless. And the Jaguars may squeeze by them with one with one better game and have a one better game record than a lot of those teams. Well, the Bengals have been in back-to-back AFC championship games. If the third one is instead of Kansas city, the past two have been in Kansas city. If they make Mm -hmm. it there, obviously I'm not assuming, and this is not a prediction, right? But if they make it there and I have to take a nice little flight down to Florida in January, 
I know where I you will stand. not be complaining. I will I not be complaining about that, Tony. And I know where you stand. So it's all, <laughs> it's all good. That, that's right. Yes. So I, I, I'm with you there. I'll, I'll stick with the Jags just for one. And much like Anthony Richardson, I think Calvin Ridley is going to ball out. And I think he's going to finish with the second most receiving yards in a season in Jacksonville Jaguars history. Now, I can't say the 99 Jimmy Smith. I mean, 1,636 yards, 116 catches. I I think that might be a bit much, but can he beat the 2001 Jimmy Smith that had 1,300 yards, 1,373 yards? I think so. I think he finishes with 1,400 yards and is clearly the number one target that Trevor Lawrence hasn't had over the past couple of years. That doesn't mean Evan Ingram hasn't been good. Christian Kirk last year. I get all that. I just think Ridley is clearly the number one in that offense now and is going to lead them. I've been scooping him up in a couple fantasy drafts as well. I think he's a stud. I think he's a stud too. And if you watch, I don't know if anybody saw their last preseason game that they played. Trevor Lawrence threw a ball that no one else catches. It was uh, a one-on-one release. It was a man-on-man technique from the receiver outside release going towards the goal. They were like 35 yards away. Trevor Lawrence threw that ball before before Calvin Ridley ever stacked the receiver. In fact, he never did. They were running side by side. Wow. And Ridley stopped and toe tapped. I'm sorry. He heel tapped his heels as he was falling back and caught the ball inside the five yard line. And he told the ref, that's a catch. And sure enough, the replay comes up and it's a catch. Trevor Lawrence doesn't even throw that ball. And this isn't this isn't a knock on any of the receivers that he has. I think Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are fine. He doesn't even throw that ball if it's one of them. And that's not a knock on them. What it is, though, is just an attaboy to Calvin Ridley. The fact that he knew that who it was and had the he read the room and he knew if there's a if there's a catch to be made, he's gonna do it. Confidence and and, and having that dude that's gonna do that. It, it sends you through the roof because now you know those 50-50 balls are now 60-40 balls. And Calvin Ridley is a savant at route running and multitasking while he's uh, route running. And I agree with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams says he's one of the five best in the league. And it's hard it's hard to argue with a guy with that skill set at 6'1", 190, who can eat the entire route tree up. And I think that's going to make a world of difference, the confidence factor with Trevor Lawrence. I'll give you one more, and oddly enough, it's in the AFC South. Tajay Spears mm. becomes the number one running back in Tennessee by the end of the year. Oh, my God. Does that mean Derrick Henry gets traded or he doesn't it finish the year? Because- might be traded, might get nicked up, and then it's a timeshare. You know, they would never not list him as the starter if he's healthy. Like, it's out of respect. But I think they – it becomes like a 50-50 split if Henry's healthy. Spears is dynamic, man. I yeah. loved him at Tulane. I'm, I was shocked that he fell that far in the draft, by the way. I, well, there was a he- there were some health things, because I agree. I thought he was a really good fit for a lot of teams. You're talking about a run-first team. I get it with Henry. I also think that a lot of his it, – it's like he'll bust one for 70, and the other nine carries go for two and a half, three, because right. you know he's coming. Spears is just so much more dynamic, can catch the ball, is versatile. I think it may take a little time, but uh, Tajay Spears, future RB1 in Tennessee, and I could see that. 
by midseason. So I might mm-hmm. have just saved my boldest for the for the end. But there you go. That's why you, you know stay you, tuned you know what you show. just described. You just described Zeke Tony Pollard. That's exactly what you described over the last two years. Yeah, you just described Zeke and Tony Pollard, and I know why you're thinking that. You're thinking that because you hope that the Bengals have a backup just like that to do the same thing with Joe Mixon. Because I've been hearing you for a minute talk about getting another dynamic running back behind Joe Mixon. For sure. Yeah, I, I think – and I think Chase Brown is dynamic, and and we'll see there. I, I like that. That's a kid from Illinois, right? Yes. Yeah. And, yet he's dynamic, really comfortable with the ball in his hands. I don't think he overtakes Joe Mixon. Maybe I'm too close to it. I don't think he overtakes Joe Mixon necessarily. I do think that he's the number two, clearly, from a runner standpoint. But uh, Tajay Spears, I, I just think the Bengals, they run the ball like 15 times a game. The, the, the Titans want to run the ball 30 times. And so I, I think Spears is going to get a ton of carries this year. If you were the Titans, you'd do the same thing because you didn't have Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence. So right. in fairness I didn't say it was wrong. Yeah, in, fair, wrong. in fairness to them, I'm going to say I'm going to say you're right. They run that many, and they should run that many with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. You know what though? Uh, we did a great show here today, and just to recap it real quick, we gave some bold predictions involving uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. By the way, if I'm right about the Packers, and they say Jordan Love is the guy for the next 12 years, it would be remarkable that they would go 42 straight years with a very good starting quarterback. It's crazy they go yeah. from Favre to Rodgers, and now to Jordan Love. And it's like, that's part of the reason I say, too, that they could look very, very smart because they could do something that not very many people have ever done, go from one good quarterback or one great to another great and to another guy that might project to be very, very good for a long period of time. Make sure you check us out here on Locked On NFL every Real single quick. day. Go ahead. I know you're high on the Jags. Anthony Richardson about to put up huge numbers on them on Sunday. Huge numbers. Jags still win. Richardson. 400 plus yards from scrimmage. Book it. Don't look at you. We've got your shoulders all square talking about book, book it. it. Okay. All right. Book we'll it. see. We'll see about that. Uh, we, I'm a, by the way, you already know the title of next Wednesday's show is going to be called Book It. He's either going to be right or he is going to be wrong. And you're going to see me say book it. Every, every time I finish a sentence, I'm going to say book it, especially if that kid goes out there and throws five interceptions. Every, as a matter of fact, his name is going to be Bucket next week. His name is not going to be James Rapine. His name is going to be Bucket Rapine. Every single time I refer to him next week, uh, it's going to be because of that bold prediction. He 400 yards. Don't worry. 400. He's still talking. You guys can't he, st- stop a nosebleed in Jacksonville. I'm going to tell you, y'all ain't going nowhere because he's going to keep talking and I'm going to keep talking right back. No, I'm just joking. Make sure you join us and uh, every single day, Locked On NFL here, wherever you get your podcast, free on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. We'll see you next week.